0: What does the Bible say about self-defense? You know, there's actually only one verse in the scriptures that really speaks directly to self-defense. It may not be the verse you're thinking of. (laughs) The verse is actually found in Exodus chapter 22. And it says this, If a thief is found breaking in and is struck so that he dies, there shall be no blood guilt for him. But if the sun has risen on him, there shall be blood guilt for him. And that's in Exodus Uh, chapter 22, verses 2 and 3 in the law of Moses. And, and, And we basically read that this way. If someone is breaking into your property to steal from you or to cause harm to you or for reasons that you probably can't discern in the heat of the moment, in that moment when the danger is live and real, you are allowed to defend yourself and your property up to the point of killing the other person if they insist on pushing it that far. However, once the immediate danger is done, once they have left your house and left your property, it uses the symbol of once the sun's come up and the danger of the night, the danger of the attack is over, you can't seek revenge. So if someone is uh, breaking in and attacking you or your family, you have a right to defend yourself, even to the point of death, it says. Uh, you do not have the right for revenge. So if someone has broken in and done damage to your property or you or your family, they go away, the immediate danger is no longer there. Then you need to turn those issues over to the law and to the court. That's how a Christian or a, uh, a follower of the law of Moses even would handle that issue. Now, I know a lot of folks say, but didn't Jesus overturn this in the Sermon on the Mount when he said... Um, and, uh, when he said, turn the other cheek. But here's what I think is important to remember. As Jesus was setting these laws, uh, setting his comments up, he would say, you have heard it said, thou shalt not murder. You have heard it said, thou shalt not steal. Notice here, he didn't say, you have heard it said that if a thief breaks in at night, da, 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 da. He said, you've heard it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. What Jesus is saying is this. I'm not overturning anything that Moses said about self-defense. What I'm doing is taking something that's been misapplied. So there's this law of sort of equal justice or equal consequences. So uh, it, w- what the law of Moses was saying and this I for an eye and a two for a tooth was mentioned three times in Exodus 21 in Leviticus 24 and Deuteronomy chapter 19. Moses brings this up and it's basically to say, if someone knocks out your tooth, it's okay that they suffer a consequence, they suffer a punishment, but you can't just kill them and their whole family. If they knock out a tooth, knock out their tooth. Uh, And it was just saying, let's set reasonable consequences. And, And this is what Jesus is saying. I know you've heard that there should be a just reaction for every infraction, but I say this, if it's just an insult, let it go. That is literally what he is saying. And this, so the, the phrase that is used for strike on the cheek is literally the phrase for backhanding someone on the cheek. Uh, a commentator, a relatively famous commentator named William Barclay, has said that this backhanded slap on the cheek was the most calculated of social insults in the time and in the culture where Jesus lived. And so Jesus is saying, I know there's this law, there's this idea that's steeped in the law of Moses about equal retribution. But I'm saying to you, if it's an insult, even if it's a calculated, public, humiliating, degrading insult, instead of equal just just let it go. And so I think what we would take... Now, we're not under the law of Moses today. Jesus told us that He came to fulfill the law of Moses. The writer of Hebrews is very clear that Jeremiah's prophecy, that the old covenant would pass and a new covenant replace it, has come to be. And Paul writes in books like Colossians and Romans that we are now under the law of Christ, not under the law of Moses. But it's the only thing in the Bible that speaks to self-defense. So I would say that the biblical... Uh, Teaching would be this, in the actual danger of the moment, if you or your family or someone is in grave, serious danger, and it's in the heat of the moment and something's not done, negative consequences will happen to someone innocent, that self-defense is approved. It's okay, in the heat of the moment. Here's what's not approved, taking revenge. Once the heat of the moment is done and the immediate danger has passed, then you need to turn it over to the law and to the courts. The Bible tells us that God ordained governments to punish evildoers. Turn it over to the God-ordained instrument, the government, to punish the evildoers. Don't seek revenge, but also don't return insult for insult. Now in today's culture, because we don't have the kind of class hierarchy that they would have had in those days, we don't do a lot of backhanding to each other when someone from an upper caste wants to backhand someone from a lower class to kind of remind them and keep them in their place. But we do, we cut, we roll our windows down on the highway and cuss at each other and we throw the middle finger at each other. And I think Jesus is just saying this, I know you've heard about the law of equal retribution and for the courts to enforce, that's fine. But if someone insults you, cusses at you, flips you off, just let it go. In fact, he says, turn the other cheek to them. If if you want to say one curse word at me, that's fine. I'm not going to retaliate. You can say two cuss words at me, and I'm still not going to retaliate. I think those are the lessons that we draw from our Exodus 22 verses and our verses in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew.